Boy, is that a weird way to start the latest edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. Hey, everybody, it's Bruce Hooley. Just want to get your attention a little bit with a different intro to the We Tackle Life podcast. It is different. Love the Barbershop Quartet. One of my favorite hymns, Wonderful Grace of Jesus. Look up the words. I think you'll enjoy it. Just wanted to start off in a fashion that might be a little bit different today. How is it different? Well, it's different because... This time, I'm not solo on the We Tackle Life podcast, and this time, I'm not driving the conversation. The guy who will be driving the conversation today is a really good friend of mine, Dr. Brandon Schreiner. You can find Brandon at Revive Chiropractic. He's an awesome guy. Brandon and I connected a few years ago on an endeavor that we are engaged in together called the Warrior3Project.com. Warrior, the number three, project. Com. And I'd encourage you to go there, just like I'd encourage you to go to brucehooley.com so that you can find all my content that I'm generating now in the wake of my brain cancer diagnosis and my upcoming treatment, and I'll update you on everything there. And I'll continue to post content. And I'm continuing now to do the We Tackle Life podcast at the encouragement of my former partner on the podcast, Chris Spielman, because Chris said as soon as he heard about my diagnosis, and he was one of the first people I called, of course, having walked through that cancer battle with he and Steph, I'm excited for you. You were built for this. You got to start blogging. So that's what I'm doing. I'm podcasting again. I'm excited about it. And I'm excited about today, watching the Buckeyes against Maryland, two unbeaten teams at Ohio Stadium. That used to be my life, of course, 18 years covering the Buckeyes, day in, day out, game in, game out, missed one game in 18 years. Now I've moved into a different arena and yet, I have a lot of friends who will be in that old arena today, and I want to shout out some of those friends who are either tailgating or on their way to the game today. My buddies from Northwest Chapel, 6700 Rings Road in Dublin. I don't know everybody in the crew today, but I know a few guys in the crew today. Roy, Marty, Doug, Keith, they're going to have a great day. Of course, wish I could join them, just not up to it. Three weeks and one day out from surgery to remove the stage 3 tumor that they found in my brain on my birthday, September the 12th. So, speaking of Northwest Chapel, hey, you're looking for a church? Man, we'd love to have you come to our church. we got a cool church, and it's cool because we preach the Bible. Our pastor, Mike Nimmer, played college football, is a big college football fan, is a big fan. One of the things Mike incorporated as soon as he got to Northwest Chapel was a ministry, a sports ministry. We've been out. We've talked to some of the really good OCC teams, including Hilliard Bradley. We've been a lot of places. We want to be more places. So if you're a coach, you'd like to have us come in, provide a meal for your team. You'd like to have us preach a gospel message, a five-minute, just what it means to us. And oh, by the way, how it can change your life like it's changed my life. You might be sitting there going, man, this dude sounds positive for somebody who just got a brain cancer diagnosis. Well, if you want to know how that works, I can explain it to you. Suffice to say, the gospel of Jesus Christ has changed my life, and I'd love nothing more than to have it change yours. Because when Jesus walked the earth, he said he came to set the captives free, and he came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. And that has been true in my life, and it took me decades to get there. I'd like to spare you those decades and get you there, or at least give you the opportunity to get there, because only God's Spirit inside you can get you there. So if you're a coach in Central Ohio and you'd love to have our church come out provide a meal for your team, you want to set that up, you want to inquire about that, you can contact me either we tack life at gmail.com we tackle life at gmail.com or you can just email me directly bruce hooley no dots or dashes bruce hooley at gmail.com now i was talking about northwest chapel and inviting you to northwest chapel let me tell you a little bit about northwest chapel hey if you're athletic you're young you're active you don't have to be young to be active i'm not young i'm older and i'm active and you can be old and be active but if you're just looking for an exciting place 
You're looking for a place to play Frisbee golf? we got our own Frisbee golf course. You're looking for a place to play pickleball? We've got a facility where we play pickleball. We play men's. We play women's. We play singles. We play couples. So Northwest Chapel's where it's happening in terms of getting the word out that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. I'm about that, and I think you at least know I'm about that if you're listening to the podcast, but we don't try to overload you on that. So today, there'll be no faith portion at the end of the podcast. We're just going to go from this intro to the podcast right into the Warrior 3 Project podcast that Brandon and I taped yesterday, where I was Brandon's guest, and I updated him on the last three-ish weeks of my life and everything that's going on. And I hope you find it inspiring. I hope you find it encouraging. I hope you find it comforting. I hope you find it interesting. And it'll give you guys a better window into my current situation. And a lot of people are expressing interest in my current situation. And that's very fulfilling to me to see that people care. And that's come through loud and clear that people care very much. So with that, what you're going to hear next is music for the start of Brandon's podcast. Again, warrior3project.com. You'll hear the beginning of that podcast. Play it through. Enjoy your day. Enjoy the game. Talk to you again soon on the next edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. What's up, Warriors? Brandon Schreiner here, and this is another episode of the Warrior 3 podcast. I got a really special guest on the podcast today, the voice of Warrior 3 podcast, Bruce Hooley himself, as we're going to be walking through his battle with stage 3 brain cancer. Uh, This is just an amazing story, amazing podcast. Make sure you share it, subscribe. Uh, I know you're going to be blessed. Also, go to warrior3project.com. That's warrior3project.com. And click on that, join the Warrior 40. Yeah, you heard me right. It is finished. Uh, We've got what I believe to be one of the top challenges for men on the market today. For just $99, you can get access, lifetime access to fitness, to faith, to relationship coaching, everything that you would need to become a stronger man. Once again, go to warrior3project.com. Click on that Warrior 40 challenge. Uh, You're also going to get access to a private Facebook group so we can grow stronger together. Thank you so much for uh, joining in for another episode of Warrior 3 Podcast. Uh, Super excited. I got an awesome guest on today, uh, a familiar voice, uh, the voice of Warrior 3 Podcast, Bruce Hooley. Uh, Bruce, thank you so much for being on, buddy. Brandon, it's a measure of how much I wanted to be on your podcast that I now uh, got the street cred to be on. So I can't wait to like talk about what we're going to talk about today. Awesome, man. Uh, it's just a blessing. You're an awesome guy, and I'm excited for uh, God to work in this conversation. And men, uh, hang on to your hats. Uh, go to Warrior 3 Project. That's warrior3project.com. And uh, click on that Join Warrior 40. So we've created a Warrior 40 Challenge for men. Uh, everything from your fitness to your faith uh, to building a stronger relationship with your family, uh, your wife, your kids, and just being a better leader uh, in business. It's $99. Uh, You get lifetime access uh, to the 40-day challenge. There's multiple different levels. So if you're somebody who's really, I have no idea. I've never picked up a Bible. Uh, I've never really had any kind of fitness coaching whatsoever. Uh, We've got beginner levels that we're calling strong. If you're kind of in the middle of the weeds, uh, we've got stronger, and if you're just a stud that just wants to continue to be a stud um, in your faith, in your family, in your fitness, uh, we've got a strongest option for you as well. The cool thing about the $99, you get lifetime access, so you get lifetime access to it, and the reason why we did 40 days is because 
as I was beginning to, to, to put this program together uh, with some of the top coaches around the country, uh, Jesus went 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. So he purposely put himself uh, through physical, emotional, relational, spiritual torture uh, to, to prepare himself for his ministry. And so, you know, this is 40 days of, of mind, body, spirit detox. Uh, and so we're super excited uh, for you to take advantage of that. So once again, go to warrior3project.com, click on the Warrior 40 Challenge, purchase that. You can also get access to a private Facebook group, uh, and every single week we're on there together as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another, just uh, you know, bouncing ideas off each other, just praying together. Life isn't easy, especially when you're trying to uh, make a huge impact uh, in this world. So uh, without further ado, I want to introduce my man, Bruce. If you go to brucehooley.com, that's Bruce, H-O-O-L-E-Y.com. Uh, he's got all kinds of really cool stuff on there. We're going to have some links to his social media and different ways that you can reach out to Bruce. But uh, Bruce is uh, 35 years in communications, professional and dynamic public speaking skills. Uh, he's a published author uh, and a comp- accomplished reporter. Uh, you all know him on 98.9 FM a conservative talk radio, uh, just a voice. He's been there with Chris Spielman, uh, with the Buckeyes. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, and really just an amazing man, uh, an amazing father, uh, an amazing husband, uh, and an amazing friend. And there's nobody else that I'd rather have on the podcast than you, Bruce. So thanks for, for joining me today, buddy. Well, thank you, Brandon. And, you know, you and I connected through the fact that we just have so many things in our lives that integrate. And you're a friend of Chris's. I'm a friend of Chris's. I was privileged to be able to write uh, the story of Chris and Stephanie's 12-year breast cancer battle, which inspired so many people across Ohio and throughout the country. Chris and I are great friends. And when I knew you were Chris's friend, we had a lunch and we forged a relationship where we became part of what is now the Warrior Three Project. And I was the kind of the intro voice of that and and kind of a helping voice of that. And I was looking forward to the day and I knew there'd be a day when I'd be on your podcast, but God always knows what he's preparing us for before we know what he's preparing us for. And he was preparing me to have a bigger, I think, platform to speak to men for the things that are essential built around the the mission and purpose and values of of Warrior 3. So it's super uh, exciting for me to be here today under these circumstances and to share this conversation with you. Well, I look forward to it. I really just wanted this to be an organic conversation to where the Lord will just kind of lead us where he wants to lead us. I know you got a lot of things on your heart and God's doing some pretty amazing things in the midst of um, a storm. And then warrior three, we always say, you know, we run into the storm. We don't, you know, we don't hide back. We don't, you know, kind of run away from it. We run into it because when we run into it, we actually spend less time in it than if we were to, Mm -hmm. to hide from it. So Bruce, just how about you just kind of, you know, bring the guys up to speed as to, you know, what it is that uh, you're going through currently and, you know, how that's beginning to shape you as a man, as a husband, as a leader. Well, what I'm going through right now is the most exhilarating period of my life. And three weeks ago, a little over on my birthday, September the 12th, started as a normal day, took my kids to school like I always do, 7.40 a.m. takeoff, drop them off at their school at 8 a.m., I went to work. Uh, I don't remember after 9 a.m., but I had a seizure. They uh, were at what I remember is coming to in my chair and them asking me if I knew who I was. I did know who I was. Called my wife. Couldn't really, I I, I didn't, she didn't sound like herself. So I was off mentally and that I was pretty sure that whoever I had called was not my wife. So the EMTs took me in, 
they gave me a CT scan. And an hour or so later, I was sitting with an ER doc with my wife, and he said, you have a brain tumor, and you're not going home until we take it out. Uh, they've taken out what they can. We have some kind of a treatment yet that we need to determine based upon whatever the pathology of the tumor is. We know it's a stage three tumor. So, you know, I guess as a journalist, I buried the lead. I have brain cancer, but I go back to what the real lead is, and that is this has been the most exhilarating three-plus weeks of my life. Wow. So. Uh, a lot there, you know, so tell me, you know, obviously I know whenever <laughs> the biggest thing that sticks out to my mind, whenever I heard this is just, you know, crap, you know, uh, I, I have, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like ever since we started this journey a couple of years ago in warrior three, um, the devil has just been under attack. You know, the devil doesn't attack weak people. He attacks people that, you know, are, are dangerous. And, uh, you're one of those guys but whenever, you know, whenever I talked to you about it, you were just in such good spirits. I mean, and I'll be honest with you, Bruce, I, I don't know if I would have had the same outlook on this as you have. But whenever you talked to Chris and, and you called Chris and or he called you and you were talking through this whole conversation, the thing that came out of his m mouth that really kind of shocked me and I want you to kind of just expand on this a little bit was good. Um, yeah. I, I don't know too many people that would you know, their buddy calls them on the phone and says, Hey, I've got stage three brain cancer. Uh, good. Now I know <laughs> what he means by that. Uh, I know what he means by that. You know, Jocko Willink says that all the time, you know, he's, you know, a leader in the community he speaks all over the world. And, you know, people get annoyed all the time when they're like, Hey, you know, I went through a divorce or hey, I didn't get the job or whatever. And he's like, well, good. You know, so what does that mean? Uh, what, what, what does that mean to you? Like when someone says, Hey, good. You have cancer. What, what, how, how has that kind of impacted you? And, and what has your response been, uh, in that? Well, by way of explanation, you're absolutely right, uh, about Satan attacking, you know, when you do a scouting report in football, uh, they don't do a scouting report on the third team quarterback because they're not worried about him. Yeah. They're worried about the guy who can get the job done. So if you're under attack, man, you're on the target. So take, take strength in that, you know, Chris, and you know how he and I have a unique friendship. And when I called him because I owed him to hear this from me because he had taken me into his confidence with his battle with Stephanie and I wanted him to hear it from me. And I said, Hey, a little development. I got brain cancer going to take tumor out. And he said, good, you were built for this. And what he meant was you walk this road with Steph and I. And so you are built for this. And I understand they viewed it as a way to inspire, encourage, comfort others. And it, and he focused me. He focused me because I was not thinking I need to blog about this or I need to like, I didn't want people to think, oh, here's Bruce telling his pity party story, you know that. But Chris said, no, you have a talent. God's given you a talent to communicate. You need to communicate in great detail and great transparency because it'll accomplish good things for other people. So that's kind of been the genesis of my launching my own kind of content platform around not just cancer content, but around sports leadership and in the headlines because Chris and I used to do a podcast in that regard. But cancer and the treatment of cancer and the, and the mentality that I have now totally focused on the gospel, totally focused on helping men be great husbands and fathers and leaders is uh, covered by the umbrella of what 
your reaction, Brandon, would have been my reaction if this happened to you. I'd be like, that's awful. Brandon's got brain cancer. It's terrible. He's got a beautiful family. He's got a business. He helps so many people. I feel terrible for Brandon. I would feel terrible for you. You feel terrible for me because you love me, but I don't feel terrible for me because it's been the most and is the most exhilarating experience of my life. And I wouldn't go back and trade it. And that's what Chris told me after Steph died of cancer. He wouldn't go back and trade it because it allowed her to live with a focus that other people don't have as this is allowing me to do the same. You know, I was thinking about this this morning, you know, just as I was praying through, you know, this conversation and, you know, where God would, would lead it. I mean, you know, whenever someone says that this has been the most exhilarating time of my life, do you think that, I think there's a lot of men out there that are listening to this podcast that are kind of in coast mode. Um, you know, yeah. this, this will never happen to me. Like, you know, it's, it's one and whatever. Uh, but, but the reality is, is that I think it takes a smack in the face. Like it takes like a, you know, a massive, you know, linebacker coming across the middle and just laying you out for, for people to begin to wake up and realize that you may not have all the time in the world that you believe that you have, do you think that 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 this kind of diagnosis just kind of did that to you to where it's like I, I now I've you know the things that I've wanted to say, the things that I've wanted to do, the energy that I've wanted to have, the love, the joy that I wanted to experience. Um, it's kind of like let it rip kind of moment. Is that is that what you're saying? Yes. And, and here's the thing, like I was not living a lazy faith life. You know, I God has used in my life before this first health challenge. God has pretty consistently used in my life job adversity, professional job adversity. I'm going to take away Bruce's money. I'm going to get Bruce's attention. That's actually the first blog I wrote about this is called, I, you know, I, I won't bury the lead. There was an, a job I had in radio with Chris. It was the best job I ever had, but it was a morning radio job. And I was always tired and I was always grumpy. And it just was hard to get up at three 30 in the morning and live a normal life. And I knew I was, underperforming as a father and as a husband and as a friend. And so I was praying, Hey Lord, I want to get closer to you, right? Noble prayer, right? I want to get, I want to be a better husband. I want to know my kids better. I want noble prayer. Well, I didn't tell him how I wanted that to happen. And so he folded the station where I was working. So I didn't have any, um, any, any income. Well, that focused me on reading my Bible. And guess what I was able to do? I was able to accomplish all those things I wanted to do. Get closer to him, be a better husband, be a better father. I grew spiritually. I believe Brandon, God sends adversity into our life as kind of a um, an invitation to, to, to date him, to spend more time with him, to get to know him better. Like he loves us so much and wants us to be close to him. And he wants to use us and the talents he's given us that he's going to craft our circumstances of life or call us in some way back to him saying, Hey, you might even think you're close to me right now, Bruce, but I can get you closer. I can help get you closer. I'm ready to reveal more of myself to you. And that will allow you to have a bigger impact for me. And guess what? You win in that too. Man, it's super good. Super good. You know, I think, um, anytime I've ever gone through struggle, you know, the struggle is never, it's not easy. Obviously it's, it's why it's called struggle. You know, it's like, if you want to bench, yeah. if you want to bench or squat a certain amount of weight, you're going to have to go through struggle in order to get stronger. I always tell, tell guys that, um, you know, your heart, 
your mind, uh, your faith is, is very much like a muscle. In order for it to grow, you have to strain it, to rip it, to break it down in order to actually produce hypertrophy. Um, it's not like you can just think about it and it grows. Um, you've got to actually put the work in and the effort in. You know, what are some of the things that you have uh, seen, you know, grow in your life from just like being a husband and a father? Like how has this changed your communication, um, your outlook, um, the time that you get to spend with your wife and your, and your, and your kids? Like how, how has that changed since going through this well, you know, it really hasn't changed, Brandon, because I got teenage girls. I've got a college daughter. Um, my wife is um, obviously now burdened a bit more. We have been overwhelmed with love by our radio audience, my our, our church family, uh, previous church families, friends like you. But it's unavoidable that when you're married to someone and you have teenagers, you shuttle around everywhere and all of a sudden one of the drivers, one of the shuttle drivers can't drive for at least seven months, but that's going to make a teenage mom's plate, which is already full and heavy, is going to make it more full and heavier. So, you know, I'm very much one to be uh, mindful of the fact that, hey, dude, you got brain cancer you don't get a pass on being a great husband. You got to still watch out, guard your wife, love your wife, protect your wife. And so I'm mindful of doing everything I can to keep Sherry's life as simple as possible, because that's tied to the needs my girls have to not have her unavailable to them because she's caring for me. She cares for me. I know this is a blow as it would be a blow to Dr. Sam, if this happened to you or anybody's spouse, you, if it happened to her, but you know, our our routine around the house really hasn't changed much because I'm not in pain. I'm I'm heightened in my focus. I'm doing great. And there may come a time where the immediate love and expressions of uh, faith and provision that we're getting from people wane a bit And in that time may be the time for my daughters to take on the caregiver role. But right now, nothing has changed in the short term. And I think that's a beautiful expression of the way God's ministering us, ministering to us through other people. Well, it's also a beautiful expression that if, you know, not a whole lot has changed, that you were doing a really good job before you got diagnosed. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) You well, know, I wouldn't I, claim that, but I appreciate the compliment. Well, I mean, you know, I think a lot of guys are like, you know, um, you get you get put in a situation like you're in and um, you look back and it's like, I got to change everything that I've done. But the fact that you've stayed the course and, you know, what I always tell guys is that you're, you know, if you're 80 percent across the board, you know, in your faith, your family, your fitness, your relationships, you know, it, 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 you can't be a hundred percent in one and ten percent in the other. I mean, that and and Warrior Three, we've got a, you know, a thing kind of built into the Warrior Forty. It's called the Warrior Wheel. So it's based off of Luke ten twenty seven: Love your Lord to God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. So you've got these four different spokes of the wheel, and if you kind of track yourself throughout that process, you know, it, you can't have a hundred percent in one thing and then ten percent in this because then you've got a you know, you got an uneven tire. And, and, and if you've got a flat tire, not only are you a danger to those who are coming at you oncoming traffic, but you're also a danger to the ones who you protect in your car. 
Uh, and so, you know, it, it's, it's just good to see that, you know, even though you've, you're going through what you're going through, there was balance and there was stability, you know, before that happened. Um, you know, I, one of the biggest things that I, you know, just personally, just, just to be honest with you, when I heard this whole thing, it got me thinking, you know, it got me thinking a lot about, um, that I'm not bulletproof, um, that I can work uh, as hard as I want to work to try to save the world. But ultimately at the end of the day, um, it's my wife, it's my kids, um, that are going to be there standing around me at the end. Uh, and I'm not saying that it's not important to, you know, go share and, and to be a part of, you know, trying to, to get this message out there. But the reality is, is that, um, people across the world that are hearing this podcast, they're probably not going to show up in the deepest, darkest moments of my life, but it's my wife, it's my boys. And it really just kind of got me, you know, it convicted me that I'm not bulletproof, that I can do everything that I can, but the bad things happen to really good people. And, um, I think that's where people struggle uh, in their faith is that like, why, 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 why does this happen to such good people? I mean, I've got a patient in my office right now. And I think to myself, like, you know, this person is just such a good person. You know, they're, 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 they're I mean, they do a lot of things very well. Like why, why her, you know, I mean, it should, it should be the person who just neglects their faith, neglects their relationships, neglects their physical health. They're the ones that should be going through that. You ever, you ever think about that? Yeah, I do. And I think about it in a context now of that becomes an impediment to so many people coming to authentic faith in Christ, because there is a very understandable mindset out there. Wow, this bad thing happened to me. My wife got killed in a car accident by a drunk driver. My child got raped. My, you know, the escalating evil in our world, Brandon, I can't even fathom it. And people say, well, it's unfair. Well, of course it's unfair. But here's the mistake that people make. They look at, if you can picture this kind of conflict in their life and these things that come into their life that are unexpected and level them, they often view it as God causing it or allowing it. And he does. That's true. That's scriptural. But we think that it's only God, right? Mm. And if you were playing a game against somebody, you know, playing a basketball game, like you really do need to know who your opponent is. And people leave the evil one out of the roster of the opponent. A lot of times what happens to us is brought on by the evil one. And I view those evil things as like, think of a saturated towel. Okay. You get the worst thing that can happen to you. And you've now been smacked across the face with a saturated towel. God can take that saturated towel and squeeze it and squeeze it and squeeze it and squeeze something great out of it. The question is, are you going to get bitter because it this happened to you for whatever reason it happened to you? Are you going to get bitter and refuse to allow yourself to have God squeeze the evil out of the situation and show you that he can drip something good out of it? Now, he prepared me with the mindset to be willing to look at it that way by bringing that job adversity into my life, by blessing me with a wife who has the exact same perspective on this, by lavishing me with blessings of three children who don't question that my main mission in life and their main mission in life is to walk out the Great Commission. 
So this has been a process for me to get here. If this had been God's way of calling me to obedience and to authentically, uh, passionately articulating the Great Commission when I lost my job in radio, I would not have been equipped to do it the way that I believe he's showing me I'm equipped to do it now. And I don't try to predict exactly how he's going to walk out using this for me. I can let my ego get in the way and I can picture myself on a stage talking to 5,000 men. And that's intoxicating to the old man, Bruce, because I really loved, I would love to have had that platform. That may be his will for me. His will for me may be no more than just talking one-on-one to someone I went to high school with who doesn't know Jesus Christ as their savior in life. So all of that to me is how we respond to adversity when we can respond to it in a, in a godly way that we can gain from and others can gain from a sacrificial way, or you can become bitter and you can forget that you feel like, well, God's against me and I lost the game. When God's not the one who kicked your butt, dude, that was Satan. Like pay attention. Look who's really in that other uniform. Yeah. Do you think a lot of guys, Bruce, I mean, I, you know, I think comparison, you know, for a lot of men, especially men like you and I, who obviously we've been called by God to do big things and, you know, we want to be at the destination right there. And I actually heard this the other day. I was a podcast I was listening to that God's GPS is very, very different than uh, Google's GPS. And (laughs) uh, Google's GPS is way better than God's GPS because all you have to do is put in your destination and it'll get you there the quickest way possible. But God's GPS is like, okay, put in your destination, but I'm not going to let you know when you're going to get there. And I'm probably not going to give you the easiest route possible. Do do you think that, you know, comparison and, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda, and just that whole concept of like, well, I'm a good guy. I, I, I'm a good man. I'm a good husband. I do the right thing. And so therefore I deserve to be at the destination as quickly as possible. I mean, I, I even, you know, struggle with that in my life. It's like, you know, I see, you know, guys that are, you know, gentlemen that are doing kind of what I'm working to do in men's ministry and, you know, guys mm-hmm. that have had really big platforms, past NFL football players, guys that have, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars and things like that. And sometimes I can get caught up in, well, they're doing it this way. And so therefore I should do it that way. And then in in the Jeep, God's GPS is just very different. Um, How do you, how do you navigate that? Well, that's an ego issue for me. And uh, God's blessed me with a wife who is wise and discerning and uh, compliments me in every way. Uh, I have often complained about my salary. Um, look at, I, I listen to other radio hosts and I think I'm better than that dude. Like, why is that dude making what he's making? Why has he got those endorsements? Why don't I? And she said to me one time, she said, do you believe God could pay you X where you are? And I'm like, of course. And she said, well, then why do you think he's not? And the answer is not because he doesn't want to bless me. It's because I got to learn something in the fact that he's not. And the something is quite often that my attitude and heart are not where they need to be. And so 
he's going to withhold that from me until he gets my attitude and heart to where he wants it to be. Mm-hmm. And I love what you said about God's GPS. That's a, such a profound analogy because, and people have to always remember, Brandon, it is not God denying you, punishing you, frustrating you. He's taking you on his path, on his schedule to the destination, maybe not on his schedule because he'd like you to get there right now. It's us who, it's us who delays the schedule because we resist. But he wants to take us to a place where we could never get on our own. And it's not, you know, we, we, you and I both have an athletic background. We understand team sports. You need, you go to the star player and say, Hey man, I need a little more from you today. Like you get me, you get me 15 and 10 on a normal night. I need 20 and 12 from you tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, you, go, you don't go ask that of the, of the sixth guy, seventh, eighth guy on the bench. You ask that of the star. When God is asking more of you, it's because he knows you have more to give and he's willing to help you give it. I say God's the best business partner you could ever have because he's about getting the job done in the in the way that is best for you. Yeah, and I think that's just where ego sets in, especially for a lot of like high achievers and people that want to make a huge impact. It's just like if it doesn't get done exactly when I want it done, the way that I want it done or the way I see it, then oftentimes we, we, we take shortcuts, you know, that GPS says, well, Hey, go this way. And you're like, well, wait a minute. Like that's going to take 20 minutes longer than if I were to just take this back road. But then by the time we take the back road and find out that the GPS didn't say that there was a detour and everything else, then you get frustrated. And then you, then you blame God. I, I love the, um, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about when Jesus was, you know, feeding the 5,000 and, you know, the, the disciples were kind of focused on the fish, you know, yeah. they, they were, they were focused on, on like Jesus, like, like we don't have enough fish. And the reason was so profound to me and, and reading that story and hearing that story for many, many years, but changing Jesus was focused on the people. Uh, he, he wasn't focused on the fish or necessarily how it was going to happen, but his entire focus was on, um, I'm just concerned that people aren't going to get enough food. I, I'm not, I'm not concerned about that. I'm focused on the people that, that need it. The, 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 the disciples were focused on the actual material. They were focused on the, the, the actual, how they're going to get there. And Jesus was our, our ultimately focused on why and the destination. Uh, and that was just a, a huge thing for me because men, I think, you know, learning from that, it's like, you know, we don't have all the answers. Um, you know, the GPS is, is going to take us where it wants to take us, but we have to focus on people. We have to focus on serving. We have to focus on not ourselves and how we feel or, you know, uh, whether or not we're getting taken care of, but it's about other people. It's about, you know, serving for the sake of serving and loving for the sake of loving versus, Hey, what am I going to get out of this? Do you agree? Totally true. I mean, you look at Christ's ministry, like, what did he do? I, I came to save, seek and to save those that were lost. I came to set the captives free. And he wants us to, you know, to open our heart to him. So he is about uh, ministering to every need. And it's interesting, you know, we are focused often on the tangible. Um, we're studying Matthew, and I can't give you the exact scriptural references, but I believe after he had one of his instances where he fed the 5,000, they're in a situation again. And the disciples are like, well, where are we going to get food? And it's like, dude, you, you just fixed this problem. Mm-hmm. Like, 
are you paying attention? And I wonder how many times Brandon God looks at us when he's provided something for us or he's brought us through adversity and we get into something and we're like, oh my goodness, this is the worst thing that ever happened to me. It's like, have I have hello, I'm right in front of you here. Like, have I not been there for you before? So yeah, we are we are in a battle where Satan tempts us to doubt him because uh, Satan fears us being aligned with God and teaming with God. Well, you know, I, I actually I was uh, I think it was Andrew Huberman was talking about a, a study where they took kids that love to draw, right? They they, they just they love to draw, they love to paint, and um, they, they they just studied them in, in the way of hey, let's just study their brain waves and their dopamine and the joy that they get by just painting and drawing pictures. Um, and it was off the charts. And the moment that they gave that child, um, we're going to see who draws the best picture. Um, and it then there was some type of a, an outcome involved uh, and they weren't necessarily focused on the process, their dopamine and their love for drawing and for painting went down. And I think that, you know, plays a lot into what you're saying here is that sometimes we can be so focused on the outcome or the destination that we forget to enjoy uh, who we become and the relationship that we build and the closeness that we uh, get with our father in the process. So, so, so in this process that you're in, you know, I mean, would you, would you agree that it's, it's more about who I become in this process of of battling cancer versus like, I, I just got to get this cancer to go away. I mean, obviously yeah, that's the goal. The goal is, is I know in my mind that, you know, Bruce is going to, you know, uh, be okay. And, and, and we're going to, and this thing's going to go behind us. But, you know, oftentimes we focus on the outcome so much that we actually have so much of the process that we lose focus on. And that's where a lot of the joy and the relationship is built. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. And uh, A, Bruce is going to be okay. That is regardless of result health-wise, because as Stephanie Spielman so eloquently said when it was very clear that she was reaching the end of her earthly life, and Chris had to explain that to her given her evaluation, she said, well, you can't threaten me with heaven, (laughs) which I thought was amazing, uh, that perspective. But, you know, Brandon, you're right. This is about me continuing to grow and all men continuing to grow through adversity. But look, let's, hey, let's talk about who we are, you and I are, and who we're talking to on Warrior 3. If you're going to buckle in on a Warrior 3 challenge, you are a highly motivated individual. You are a goal-oriented individual. You are an achiever, and God needs you to be an achiever. We are in a culture where masculinity is and and being a man the way the bible lays out for us to be men we are in a culture that is attacking that mm. i want to affirm to our listeners masculinity is biblical femininity is biblical god has designed perfectly complementary roles between men and women one can bleed into the other we're not going to debate you know we're not Brandon and I aren't, nor should you be dinner at five o'clock on a table guy night. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying that we each in our marriages have roles to play and we need to be intentional and motivated about playing those roles more so now than ever, because 
when you look around our culture, all the things that are designed by God have proven to build great marriages, great families, great influence, great achievement. All those things are under attack right now. And, you know, you said in the beginning, he's a conservative radio host. And I kind of flinched because that's true. That has been true. It is not going to be true anymore, not because my politics are going to change in terms of which solutions I prefer, but because my awareness has changed that there are no political solutions. There are gradations of preferable policies to other less preferable policies, but the solution is on an individual basis, men and women devoting themselves to God, devoting themselves to each other in marriage, devoting themselves to their families, and let's put our energies into those things because I know a holy God will reward those efforts. So good. So good. I, I When you were talking about, <clears throat> you know, being a man and, and a masculine man, it's, it's biblical. You know, I was talking to a guy the other day, and, and not to be, you know, uh, it's just, just a funny concept to think about because sometimes I, you know, I go on long runs. I do ultra marathons and someone would say, well, why do you do that? And, and I would say, because it's my time to wrestle with God. <laughs> um, it's my time to just kind of like fight with him a little bit. And I was talking to someone the other day uh, who's married and has got kids. And, you know, Bruce, you, you ever think about like how, how much easier it would have, it would be uh, as a man with a wife and kids to be able to relate to Jesus a little bit more if he was married and he had kids. <laughs> did, you, did, you ever, did you ever think about that? Like, uh, is, you know, I haven't, that's, that's a really interesting scenario for me to play out and, and work through. That's a very interesting scenario. I'll have to do that. I'm sure I could gain a lot from it. No, I just was thinking this the other day. It's like, you know, I obviously Jesus was, it is, and, and will always be the greatest leader of all time. And, you know, yep. everything that the Bible says is true. And, and we've got, it's the greatest blueprint for how to be a man, for how to be a husband, for how to be a leader. I just wish that Jesus was married and had kids. Because <laughs> cause I, I think sometimes it'd be a little bit easier for me to like get up in the morning after my son peeing on me and, you know, my wife, you know, being pregnant and kind of going through just the ups and downs of carrying a child, like how, 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 how to be, how to stay optimistic and that, Hey, you know, just, just keep plugging through the process. If there were somewhere in the Bible where <laughs> Jesus was married and he had to go through that. But anyway, I, I that's that sidetrack, but um, it's something to think about for you listeners that I struggle with the same thing. Bruce struggles with the same thing. Um, but there is a blueprint for how to be a man. Uh, and that's biblical. I want to sit, shift gears here real quick. And I just want to ask you a quick question as we begin to wrap things up here, Bruce, because a lot of, a lot of awesome, uh, concepts and meat and potatoes in this, in this podcast. Um, if you had, if you had five minutes, uh, and you had that stage, you know, and I think one of these days that, you will have that stage. I see, I see that in my mind, you know, you're there in front of a lot of men uh, sharing your story. Um, let's just say you had that, you know, in, in a month from now, you had time to prepare for it. You had five minutes in front of a stage of 20,000 guys and, and, um, uh, Ohio state Buckeye stadium. You had five minutes. What would you tell them? Like what, what, what would you tell the men in that five minute block? 
Well, I'd say we're in Ohio Stadium today, guys, and you know how it works in here. You get six points for a touchdown. You kick the extra point. You get three points for a field goal. You get four downs to get a first down. Your objective is to gain more yards, score more points than the other team. You know the rules. You know how the score is kept, and you know how the verdict is rendered. Are you sure you know how the score is kept and the verdict is rendered in the most important game, which is, are you going to live forever? Or are you going to be eternally condemned? Because if you think the score of that game is determined by your behavior, you have the rules wrong. The score of that game has already been determined by Jesus Christ at the cross. He has won the game for you, but you have to accept the win. You have to understand that your behavior does not and cannot earn you salvation. You have to understand that he has a standard. The standard is perfection, and you can't meet the standard. But here's the great news. All those quiet moments where you're beating yourself up because I'm not good enough. I didn't do this right. I didn't say this. I wanted to say this. I stifled it, but boy, I'd really like to say it. All those moments when Satan is telling you, you're not good enough. You can never be good enough. There's only one answer to that question, gentlemen. And that answer is, you're right. I know, but I don't have to be good enough because Jesus Christ was good enough on my behalf. There's a reason why Christ, as his life here on earth passed away, said it is finished because he finished the act necessary for our redemption, for our cleansing, where we are viewed by God as holy, as pristine, as blameless, as qualified. Jesus settled it. Think of it, guys, as if I walked up to you and I gave you a $500 gift card to the most ornate, fancy, delicious steakhouse you've ever been to. And you'd be like, Wondering why I did that. But the real question would be, are you going to use it or not? Because you can have it. And if you don't use it, you'll never get to experience what I am experiencing now and what anyone who has placed their entire trust for forgiveness of sin, redemption from sin, and eternal life in Jesus Christ. He's got the gift card and he's handing it to you. You don't just have to take it. You got to take it and you got to cash it in. You got to own it for yourself and believe that it is true. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. That's what I would say. Well, I think we can just wrap it up right there, Bruce. I mean, that's, um, I knew that's what you were going to say, but the way you said it, um, man, it's just so good. I appreciate you being on the podcast. I appreciate um, you being a strong man. Uh, I appreciate you being a, a warrior. Uh, we need more people in this world like Bruce Hooley for sure. Uh, you guys can go to brucehooley.com. That's Bruce H O O L E Y.com. Check it out. It's got an amazing blog going. He's kind of going through, uh, what he's struggling with and just how to use that for the good, uh, and the glory of Jesus, uh, which is what I love. About I'm not him. struggling. I'm not struggling. I'm experiencing, <laughs> experiencing, I'm experiencing <laughs> good. Uh, also, guys, make sure you go to Warrior 3 Project. That's Warrior number 3 Project.com. Uh, click on that, join the Warrior 40. 
Um, you know, we all need to get stronger, uh, regardless of where you're at physically, spiritually, emotionally. And if you feel like you're really strong, then we just need to keep that, that up. It's just about maintenance at that particular point. So go there, get plugged in, you get access to a private Facebook group and let us help you, uh, become a stronger man. Uh, let's just do it together. So on behalf of myself and Bruce, uh, we pray that you guys have an amazing, strong day. Stay strong, gentlemen.